Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. To all of our amazing listeners, thank you so much for your support and our sponsors as well. Always need to thank them. If you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. We also have two other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network that you should take a listen to. One is The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C., and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms and check out our websites. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com for information on subscription boxes and on upcoming events and workshops. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Totally excited today about the podcast uh, as I get to speak with an incredible artist and former Maryland and NFL defensive back, Kevin Barnes. We're going to chat about his amazing artwork, how he got into creative pursuits and what inspires him. Also going to talk about his amazing football career, including his time at the University of Maryland and in the NFL. Make sure to stop by his site on Instagram, KVN underscore K-R-E-A-T-I-V. Let's welcome Kevin Barnes. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Thank you for doing this, brother. Like, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't really do too many interviews as of late, but I mean, this is kind of exciting. It's different, you know. It's not all. I'm just glad. <laughs> I like. I, I just love. By the way, I'm recording. I I jump right yeah. into it. Um, cool. I. I I just thought it was like really cool that you, you know, like you and Aaron were having a conversation on, on our page about his podcast. And I was like, you know, yeah. I, I looked you up and I was like, well, shit, like this dude does like, he's, he's in the same world. So it's like, it was perfect. So I'd like, you know, love the fact that, um, get to have you on, man. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, and, and really truly man, like you're, you're a fantastic painter. Like, dude, like you, like, I, I really want your art out in the world because, um, like really, and you know, I, I always say in these, when I try to open these podcasts with my random bullshit, but, um, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, obviously like you were a pro football player, you know, like you reached your goal and all that stuff, like, which is awesome. And, you know, so I obviously want to talk about your football career. And since I'm a Buckeye, we have to talk a little smack. So, uh, <laughs> um, but I also like, you know, I, I know we touched on this the other day, but I, I also want to know how you got into art. And like, if, if that was something, you know, that you've been doing your whole life and it just like you re-engaged it or were you doing it all along, you know, like that, you know, so I'm like really interested in, in all these things, but, um, but thank you again for doing this. Like, you know, at the oh, end of the day, it's honor. definitely. I like what you're doing. I appreciate the platform. Um, the, just the different types of people that you have on your show, whether it's sports, I believe the other day you had someone from the military. Yep. Um, yeah. We work, we work with military because in a lot of ways we, we kind of think military train like an athlete would, you yeah. know, I mean, I'm a military kid, so I, I know hundred yep. percent 
exactly like yep. the sacrifices and things and so forth so definitely appreciate your platform as well oh thank well dude i like in the long run you know we we'd love to work together we you know once covid starts to calm down we do events um you know like pop-up exhibitions we do bigger exhibitions so we got a lot of stuff brewing we um like i just told when i did the podcast with aaron my business partners and I just bought 20 acres of land out in Montana where we want to do an artist athlete residency, you know? And so it's like somebody that you could come out there and teach a workshop and hang out in the middle of nowhere for, for two how weeks. Close, how close to Kanye are you guys? Ah, about an hour and a half. Cause, <laughs> cause we're like an hour and a half from Cody. Although who, he probably won't get that place. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Um, but yeah, that, that area is just, we're an hour and a half from Yellowstone. We're about an hour and a half from Cody where Kanye is at about an hour and a half from Billings. So we have major airports, airports around there. It's just beautiful. Um, and we just, you know, we want to bring obviously like people out there like to do workshops, but like, like underserved youth, we want to bring out there to, you know, and have athletes and artists out there teaching them stuff. And it's just like life-changing stuff. That's the way we look at it, man. 20,000 acres is just a lot. No, tw 20, not 3,000. Oh, 3,000. <laughs> no, I'd love to have that shit. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Montana's pretty big. So I was like, wow. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing on it right now, but, you know, like long-term goals we have. So. Gotcha. 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 But, but yeah, like, dude, this, like, I always just like to say this is, this is your platform. Um, So, like, this can go anywhere, the conversation. And, and you know, I just love you know talking to kind of like to new people and like really kind of hearing their stories and how like how their athletic career affected their creative career and, and vice versa and all that gotcha. stuff so I don't know. We, can, we can start wherever you want to start i'm you know go <laughs> wherever <laughs> yeah, yeah no so i you know i think one of the things that i i you know like in reading about you like which i found interesting cool is like you were not like highly recruited out of high school correct uh, like virginia and duke i think and then you signed uh, with maryland uh yeah because i mean uh coming out of high school yeah I, I i committed relatively early so that's pretty that's reason why my offers uh were pretty mm -hmm. low but i mean i was a good student so along with the maryland virginia duke yeah, that's um, high level in, athlete or academics. Yeah, but but the thing I was big into athletic academics as well. So I also got into Harvard, Princeton, Yale, and all those schools as well. But me, I wanted to play football. Yeah. I wanted to go to the NFL. And you know, that's the reason I chose um to go to Maryland. I mean, I got to stay home, you know, it was a great organization. And um, yeah, I I uh I remember it was actually summer camp. Um prior to my during my junior year um summer camp i went out for a day in maryland um one of the other recruits christian barner he actually had committed the day before and you know this is a big thing maryland's coming off for three 10 win seasons consecutively orange bowl gator bowl so forth so i ran my 40 pretty good pretty good 40 offered me and uh, i committed on the spot yeah yeah i i like so I, I always like i got played baseball at Ohio state. So like, I remember the recruiting process pretty vividly, even though I'm old, uh, but it, it, it's just so weird. 
like the whole process is just so bizarre. And I was actually supposed to go to Kent state to play baseball. And then the baseball coaches moved to Ohio state and basically like, you're coming here. I'm like, okay, well I was, you know, I literally lived down the street from Ohio state. And so it was like like right, right down the street. So, but like, so that's who, who was the coach when you were there? Coach okay. Friesen. Okay. Now that's a damn good coach, man. Yeah. yeah no, because you, movie. when you got drafted with with the Washington football team, who were the Redskins back then, that was Jim Zorn, right? Oh yes, it was Jim Zorn. So, dude, like he was my, he, I was a quarterback, and that dude was my hero growing up. I loved yeah. him. Yeah, he's a, like it's a person. He's a great, great, great person. He got a really bad rap for yep. you know, just, you know, but. Otherwise, as far as the person, you know, not think the support behind him wasn't as strong as it could have been. But as far as the person, I have no complaints about, you know, who he was and you yeah. know, what he, you know, opportunity that he gave me. But you know. so, like, you played five years in the pro, like, so you got drafted third round, and you probably would have been higher because you got hurt your senior year, yeah. um, tore your shoulder up, right? Yeah, uh, broke my scapula, oh, yeah. tore my bicep. Uh, labrum and it was my fault <laughs> it was my fault it was 100% my fault um I remember this like it's yesterday uh it we were playing uh who were we playing we we're playing NC State it was third and eight they were empty formation three by two and yeah. Anquan Bolden pretty oh, sure you're familiar yeah. Anquan Bolden um his little brother is not mm-hmm. really that little at all but his brother's probably about 510 about 230 playing wide receiver and I, they put a special, we had put a special, special package in that week where I would go deep center. So I'm, I'm deep center, and I tell my uh, freshman linebacker, they're throwing it to this guy, they're throwing it to this guy, they're throwing it to this guy. And of course, he looked back. Okay, cool. He threw his thumb up and snapped the ball. They threw it to him. He didn't move, and I was, I was just ticked off of him. So I just ran like a crazy man and just threw everything I had in there and he fumbled. Yep. The guy fumbled. <laughs> <laughs> he fumbled, but um you know, I was my last play in college. Um but I mean I I by the grace of God I healed really fast. Um that injury I was supposed to be out you know from nine to twelve months. They said the the once they actually did the um, MRI and everything it said it looked like it had actually been ejected from a car, like shoulder, ejected through a windshield and landed shoulder first. But um, I believe that happened in uh, the sixth or seventh game of the season. So pretty much, you know, I was out for the rest of the season. I was still around. I was doing that rehab and as much as possible, trying to get myself to go to class because I I, I was down. I was down. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. (laughs) I was down. It was my last semester. Um, I had already finished school. So, I mean, it really had too much to. What did you study by the way? I studied sociology and psychology. Okay. Yeah, okay. I started off kines, you know, learning the body and things like that. But then I took a psych, I took a sociology class, I believe, the summer or winter of my freshman year, and it just it just opened my mind. Like I'm not crazy for being, you know, for questioning everything, thinking about every, anything somebody tells me. It's just my preconceived notion to just question it, not in a rude way, but just finding knowledge for myself and. When I took that class, the teacher just told me that there's there's reasons for reasons. There's reasons on top of reasons of why people act the way they act as far as just everybody's internet interconnected in some kind of way. But um, that class definitely like just opened my mind beyond what I could. Uh, did you did you take any art classes at Maryland? 
Did yes. You? Uh, I, funny that you mentioned that because I was I was doing some sketching over the weekend and I found I you know my sister has somehow got a hold of my, one of my sketchbooks from college. <laughs> and I took I, I it was my last year it was my last year of college it was my first art class I had taken probably since my junior year of high school. In 2008, and I just found like these sketches that I was doing. I was like, "Wow, like that's you know, 15 years ago, almost 13, 14, 15 years." Yeah, it was, it was it was insane. But um, as far as art goes, yeah, I only took that one art class, and I think I took a film class. I think I took the film class first, and that kind of got me messing with my mind a little bit as far as this, the terminology, misunderstand, just learning different terminology, things like that. And I think it took a poetry class, you know, the imagery that, you know, of course, Shakespeare, the imagery and things like that. And then I ended up taking an art class and it would be the intro to, uh, it, was, it might have just been intro to art class. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was definitely something I appreciated and I'm definitely glad that I took it. I wish, honestly, had I, had I known this, uh, this point, I'd be at this point right here, right now. I would have taken a lot more art classes, you know, but in certain ways, art as a major is looked look down upon, you mm-hmm. know? It's 100%. Like, I, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? What are you yep. doing with your uh, rocket yeah. science degree? You're not a rocket yep. scientist. <laughs> no, I, I, it, it's funny. Like, through, through the business, I, I teach down at Virginia Commonwealth. Okay. And after we started the business, my business partner and I really started going, let's, let's develop curriculum because I'm already a teacher. So I've actually started a program here at VCU. Obviously they don't have a football team here, but it's called art and athletics. And it's going to probably become a a minor, like a creative practice minor. And so I work with all these athletes, nurses, whoever, like it's, and, and, art students as well, but it's basically, you just throw all these people in a class together and it's, it's like a creative incubator because it's not, it's not a painting class. It's not a drawing class. It's just, well, what do you want to do? Like, so I have people coming in writing beats. I have people dancing in the class. I, you know, obviously right now we're in COVID, so it's not in session session, but it's really cool. It's like the most rewarding class that I've ever taught because you really kind of sometimes see that light bulb going off of, of students going, Oh, like creativity falls in anything you do in the world. Yeah. And yeah. so like what, what you, I, I, I feel the same way when I was, you know, in school the first time I was taking architecture classes. I had no idea what I was supposed to do. Like I'd right. know I'd, I wasn't truly interested in school if I fought, and it sounds stupid to say this. And I've said it before, on a podcast that I didn't even know you could go to school for art. I know that just sounds yeah. stupid, but I- you had to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you said, uh, for the most part, you think like my sister, my little sister, she graduated last year from Towson art major, 3d design. I mean, she's incredible. She really but she's, school. She's also a self-taught artist. Like she pretty much when she got to college, she really didn't have too much art. I mean, she's always been a creative child, but, she didn't have the formal art, you know, training, but I mean, she she stuck it out and she switched her major a couple of times. Her her professor like liked her concepts because she does a lot of three D sculpturing and things like that. And uh, it took her a little while, but um, she 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 got through it. And um, I hope I'm trying to get her back into the the flow of creating because I know she loves to create and she sees that you know I'm just finding these kind of this 
opening the floodgates and just letting everything that I have out there. And I see you know, she, she's obviously happy, but I want her to feel that same kind of joy and be able to do something that she's passionate about as well. So I, did you guys come from like, and you said you come from a military family with obviously like creativity was around in some capacity or was honestly, it just you two <laughs> doing it at the kitchen table? Uh, yeah. I was born in North Carolina. Um, yeah. born in North Carolina. All my family's in North Carolina. Um, mom, dad from North Carolina as well. Um, they went, they were, like I said, they were in the military. So they went to Korea, they went to Desert Storm, Texas, you know, various places throughout the world. Fortunate for me, I was four or five, six years old. Well, you know, three, I think three through five, I was around that age. So I was able to stay back with family in North Carolina. And honestly, I mean, art to me is just, you know, you go to a restaurant with the first thing they do to a kid, they give you the little crayons with the paper, plan connect the dot, things like that. Um, but me, honestly, I don't think I was that good as a kid. I was always jealous kind of of the kids who, you know, could draw. I always thought as a kid, drawing was something that you were just naturally born to do. Yep. I, that's, that's how that's how I thought about it, because as an adolescent, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you see, you know, you're scribbling in your notebook when you're bored in class. But then you look across the room and all the little girls that you have crushes on are looking at this kid's notebook because he can actually draw. And I'm like how like you know okay i can right. play sport but he can draw i mean you know it's you know i, th I thought it was just a, a gift that um you know people were given but i've learned over the years it's really something that you you know even people who are that truly gifted they still train themselves to to be that much better just like and an athlete in, in in that art class it that's kind of what uh i mean i i like i said i took a few art classes you, you know in high school we had to take art you know every semester every year so i mean you know you took the standard art classes you know paper uh, paper mache watercolor intro uh things like that you draw feet and hands and you know my, minor things but um once i got to this class the teacher taught me how to see she taught me how to see like i believe now if i can see it see it like far like me i'm big on shadows i'm really big on shadows if i can see all the shadows i think i have a good chance of pulling off like if i'm trying to replicate something um also um at that being able to see things it's, it's basically self-visualization you know with art that also applies to football me being a cornerback you have one chance you have one chance <laughs> you mess up it's a touchdown other way so you have to be positive obviously you have to visualize yep. yourself doing a you know doing doing a great job um but yeah uh it is definitely it's definitely training and like i said i probably since I'd say November of was it last year? No, no, probably November of 2020. What year? It's 2021, right? <laughs> yeah, 2021. <laughs> going well, fast. last year doesn't even count as a year as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I say 20 November, maybe 2019. I had built my first um, online store. And, and I was, you know, I a couple of motivations I have online. Obviously, Aaron, when I remember when he retired and he started um not only showing his art but when he started teaching that was that was a really big thing and it obviously it doesn't get as much attention as it should no. especially baltimore county schools i mean I, i'm maybe 15 minutes away i'm where i grew up was probably 15 minutes from baltimore 30 from dc so kind of right in the middle yep. but but i naturally being in high school i was a little bit closer to baltimore spent a little bit more time in baltimore but i and i know a lot of people you know 
go through the same thing and these people, you know, these kids don't have heat, which is insane. It's, 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 it's insane. There's no reason for kids to not have heat in school. Okay. It's, it's, it's bonkers to me. Yeah. It's, but you know, for some reason, okay, I understand maybe you're going through something at home and you might not be able to pay that bill at home, but the school, that should be a safe haven and refuge for any child. So I thought that was really big of him. So, I mean, I saw that, you know, he, he, he made it really cool. I mean, he said on the show, like, he, he should take credit for, I believe, not only in this area, but within a lot of athletes, because like I said, Aaron, same guy. He, Aaron, yeah, Aaron drafted in the same round, I mean, same year, I believe. I believe he drafted in the same year. Maybe he's a year after me. I'm not sure, but I think we we're around the same draft class. I think you're probably right. I'm trying to remember. I think what... he is the same year as me. He's the same yeah. year as me, 2009. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you guys had the same length of a career. I think he played five years as well. Yeah, I think he actually did. He go to Canada for a year. Yes, he, I, he went to the he went yeah. to Canada a year after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he, he played three or four years with the Bengals, and then he or no, four years with the Jets, and then he was with the Bengals, and then I think he went and he quit, and then I think he did go to Canada after that. I think that's right. He went to Canada for a year. Yeah, that experience was different in its own. Like, it's a completely- <laughs> It's a completely different game. It's a definitely a completely different game. And, you know, up there, I was grateful for the opportunity, but I I just knew I didn't belong. I knew I didn't belong there. I knew if I really wanted to play, at this point, I didn't want to play anymore. My children had just been born. Yep. And there's a point in a lot of athletes' lives, I know me particularly, I love football. I've been playing football since I was seven. I mean, I love basketball as well, but I'm 6'1", and I'm not a point guard, you know? <laughs> so uh, so I had to choose football. Yep. Um but I realized, I realized once I got there, I, I loved it. I practiced hard. I gained respect for my peers, which is the most important part. But you just got to realize sometimes, like, it's not in everybody's cards. The game is not going to love you back the way it loves everybody else back. It's not going to love me back the way that it loved Drew Brees or anything like that. Everybody's situation is different. And then there's always have to deal with talent. And that's hard for a lot of people to kind of kind of come, come, you know, come to a, a finality. Like, yeah, it's just – it's time for me to do something else. So um, no, I, that's one of those, those questions. And I've talked about this on multiple podcasts with people is that finality of your dream. And, and you, you reached your goal, like, you know, like, which is, you know, like not everybody can say that, but it is like that end is just like, Holy shit. Like, Whoa. Like it, you know, I remember distinctly when my, cause I, and I've said this before, I hate talking about myself, but I could have been drafted out of high school to play baseball. And I quit football my senior year. I was a quarterback and I love playing quarterback. I hated getting hit. I didn't mind hitting people. Like, you know, it's like, I, but yeah. it's like, I hate it. It would have got easier when you got to college because you can't get hit in practice. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe I should have. Oh, I don't know. Back then, they, they probably still hit. The oh, no, we did. We like we full bore. <laughs> like we were running options and just people would oh. just like tag the quarterback and, and in practice. And it's just like, can you know, but but I I remember because uh, I got redshirted at Ohio State and then I quit. And baseball in, the, in a weird way is like football in the sense that if you do go to college, you have to be in school for three years before you can get drafted again but you can get drafted out of high school which is different than football so it's just like i was just done and it's you know i literally even contemplated going to australia to play baseball or or something just to play because that's all i wanted to do at that point 
And but it yeah, was I mean, I got, I got to the point where, um, yeah, like it was, it was, it was really a decision of mine. It's just like I just literally just woke up, like I, I just, I, I was, I was, and it, it's probably my fault, just being uh, young and and dumb, <laughs> being a spoiled kid who got to stay home his entire career, high school, college, and then professional. Yeah, I was so in love with the idea of being at home. You know, I, I was so safe and comfortable that I, you know, I just once once I got to a point in my mind, it wasn't a physical thing. I was still in great shape. I had no bad blood or anything. Anybody it's just I, I physically kind of stopped answering the phone. I stopped talking to my agent. I just was like truly unhappy with myself, not because of not necessarily because of how sports was treating me all the way. But it's just like sometimes when you uh you're in a certain position, especially in sports, um you kind of become a recluse, yep. like uh, you're, you're on TV, you're in the media, especially Washington. Washington obviously a big media market. So everything is scrutinized down to the T. So once you get home, you want to just kind of hang in with your family and everybody else, you see them when you see them. So kind of, you know, it, 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 at that point in time, I was kind of like really to myself. And it's like, I really need to take some time to just kind of like clear my head out and uh, you know, move on to the next stage of my life. So after that, I probably took maybe, after Canada, I came home, I probably took maybe a year off just to kind of just, 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 re, un, un, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's bring it down. Yep. Bring, it, bring everything down and kind of map out where I want to go next. So, and then, like I said, what was the next thing that, obviously as an athlete, you want to use your skills, you know, it, it's a competitive thing, so, you know, so I decided that I wanted to, you know, use skills that I already have to go back into the workforce. So I started up uh, as a personal training manager for a, a gym in Northern Virginia. Did that for a year and a half, maybe two years, I believe. Um, by the time I was finished, we had three clubs up and running in Northern Virginia. Um, we were top 5% um, as far as the franchises with these three clubs in Northern Virginia. And uh and I was to a point like, okay, I've done a lot of great work for this 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 this, this company, this particular owner. Um, he gave me an opportunity, obviously, but I've helped him open two other clubs. I think we should be talking partnership. All right, went to him. We had a conversation. Didn't necessarily go the way I wanted to. It was okay, but I, I had a I drew a line in the sand as far as you know what I wanted, and we couldn't meet there, so I had to take my services elsewhere. Okay, I'm an athlete for. 17 to 27 about 20 years i've been running a gym for about two years i'm wearing sweatpants every day i'm like okay i guess this is my i, I told somebody this the other day and they uh they said this is probably your, your early midlife crisis <laughs> i decided that i wanted to get out of the sweatpants and i wanted to get into the business world <laughs> <laughs> nope trust me you don't <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I want to wear. I want to wear suits to work. You know, I, I want. To, I want. I want to look. You know, I want to look and feel important. And you know, I did that. Um, had great success with that. Working with Verizon, um, helping them out as far as uh, their marketing and so forth. But I realized once again, I rose up really high and fast in this program, and I'm making these people an exorbitant amount of money. Yep. I'm like, okay. It was September 15th, 2000, maybe 2018. My birthday. That's my birthday. September 15th. Okay. 
And I just had it like, this was on a, my birthday was on a Saturday. This was on a Friday. And I just had a terrible, this like, I was just burnt out. I was burnt out. My I'm working from nine in the morning to getting home at like 12 at night, oh. running, meeting, running meetings and things like that. And this is most of the times a week. And I'm like, I have young children. I have, my boys are nine, I have nine-year-old twin boys. Um, and you know, like I'm used to seeing they're the most important thing. I'm used to seeing them every day, taking them to school, this, that, and the other. And then when I get this job, it's like, okay, like I'm taking them to school in the morning. I'm not seeing them again until I take them to school in the morning. It's like I'm like mentally, emotionally, like uh, and it was a strain in my family. So it was a uh, I was trying to do something like when when like I said, like when you're the athlete, you're, you're looking for that next high, you're looking for that same level of success and adoration a lot of times, and it's that's you're not really going to find that in many places <laughs> you're not you know so that it was september 14th it was a friday it was my it was a work it was just a long day and saturday my birthday my friends they threw me a party you stole my party every year you're doing something and watching a fight floyd mayweather used to fight on my birthday every year right? <laughs> we'd, always, we'd always order the floyd fight and it's a saturday and i'm like you know what i'm done <laughs> i'm done I'm done. I'm done. I didn't go back. I didn't go back. And since then, I've used all those skills to to basically do what I need to do to to push my own product, push my own self, and selling my own stuff. Because that's all I've been doing anyway, my entire life. I've been selling myself, making people like me, making myself likable. And being that I've worked these other jobs, once I would like to say, being in the NFL made me recluse. Yep. which talk, means I you're talk, an artist too <laughs> I, talk, I, I talk to people that i know you know close ones this and the other but these other jobs they forced me out of that shell in high school i was just i was a pretty cool laid-back mannered guy but i was still i was still approachable everybody talked to me this and the other older i got college nfl kind of drew back a little bit but these other jobs they forced me to talk to complete strangers at this verizon job um, I was training people to basically, you know, go and talk to customers directly. Right. So you're talking to anywhere between 30 to 40 strangers every day about a product and you're not trying to sell it to them. Your job would simply go there and inform them the products in the area and the features that it goes. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Files. Oh, yeah. This is when Fiber Optics first came out. They first released it in the area a few years ago. And basically... And it was, a, it was a management training program. I was hiring 18, 19, 20, 20 year olds, fresh out of high school, no responsibility. And I'm trying to teach them how to be a, not necessarily adults, but be more responsible so forth. But um, teaching them how to have conversation, you know, obviously breaking down the five steps of the conversation and so forth. And there's repetition, repetition, repetition. Rep Once again, everything is about repetition. So I'm having these kids practice. It's not, oh, and I'm realized, okay, by me speaking to anywhere between 40, 30 to 40 strangers every day for a year. Um, I'm essentially uh, increasing my uh, conversational skills as well as uh, I, basically at this point, I can talk anything about anything with anybody at any time because they said the average human what, speaks to maybe three, three to six strangers. Well, nowadays, probably not true at all. This is when yeah. the world was still open. But at this point, maybe on average, they say, the max a human would speak to strangers would be three strangers a week. If I'm speaking to 40, 30 to 40 strangers every day about <laughs> whatever, the how's your day going, you know, having a conversation. And as opposed to 
talk to maybe three to four people in passing. I mean, it, it, it helped me a lot as far as being able to open myself up. And it's just a different kind of vulnerability. You know, I, it, uh, I that's, say, a, that's a great word to say that, like that it's a great vulnerability because I do think one of the cool things about being an artist or a creative person is you're putting yourself out there. Like every time you post an image, a painting, <laughs> And, and the thing is, there's no difference between being an athlete, but we don't, yeah. we don't ever accept that athletes are vulnerable because we think whether it's a, a man or woman that they're supposed to be tough, that they're supposed to be able to handle everything. And it's like, man, like we're vulnerable. Everybody's vulnerable. And athletes yeah. in particular, I think is so fascinating because we just expect perfection out of athletes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, the vulnerability thing, uh, definitely, like, if you're not vulnerable, then if, if you can't be vulnerable, if you don't want to be vulnerable, you just don't say anything at all in sports. You kill, kind of, a lot of athletes, uh, you know, you, when you see them do interviews and you hear a lot of the cliche points and there's that other cliche talking points, it's because either they don't really want to do it or they don't want to be vulnerable, I'm being honest. And it kind of goes the same way with art. So working these previous jobs, I learned the skills of marketing. I learned, you know, basically how to navigate the, the internet as far as advertising and things like that. I've been doing all this stuff in person. It's about time for me to have my own product, whatever it is, and start distributing myself because I have all the, the foundation of knowledge from these major corporations that I work for. Now it's time for me to do my own thing. Now, as far as that vulnerability thing, that was a big thing for me. Like I said, 2019, no brown November, I built my first website. Uh, there was a few guys online, let me go back, like Aaron, motivation, like his art is amazing. But his art is so special that it, it pretty much all his pieces are thinking think, think pieces. Yep. You look at it and it, it takes you somewhere mentally. Um, it, you know, they're, they're that, very confident. That new, that new stuff he's posted the last couple yeah. of days, man, like the basketball courts with the police, like that, that yeah. shit is deep stuff. Art, like, yeah, art, art activist. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He, yep. he is the definition of that. Like he is... You know, he, he stands by, you know, the, the work that he's doing. Um, but then, like I said, okay, yeah, another guy online, his name is Don is dope. He, he, he's a, he's a big concert creator as far as, uh, Don who? Don is dope. D-O-N-I-S dope. Okay. Okay. Don. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, his, uh, he, he does a lot of uh, digital, digital, you know, art and things like that, but he does like wall art. He also does like clothing and things like that i'm like this is really cool like i would love to do something like that it, um so then i've all like i said i've always had sketch pads and sketchbooks all around and never really you know my, my biggest thing was i always wanted to do portraits 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 so that was my biggest focus like i wanted to be able to do portraits so obviously college first portrait i did was myself um it was okay it was a quick sketch then i started to try to draw my kids and like that i have to me as a, I only, I, I'm not going to sit there and call myself an artist. I'm a guy who likes to draw and paint. You know what I'm saying? There's some people out here. Yeah, there's some people out here who are really, really serious with it. I just, no, but I just, dude, I, I think that's a great way to say it. Like I say the same thing about myself because I, I, I always say I'm, I'm, I'm an athlete. That's what I did growing up, and then I kind of fell in art school. So I was just yeah. the guy that made stuff. So I think yeah. that's, I, I think it's actually healthy to say it like that. You know, no, no, and that, that's just because I have respect for those people who have been doing this for years and who are great, 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 who, you know, making uh, impact on the world 
with their with their with their work. I'm like I'm a guy who likes to draw and paint. Um, but um, I was like, okay, I'm looking at these these uh just digital art things you're doing. I'm like, this would be cool. Um, this is something that I would love to do. So I kind of started playing with some programs online, seeing what you're doing as far as playing with colors and this that, and the other. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I built the website, had everything up and running. I never ran one ad. Why? I was scared. <laughs> I, the stuff was really good. I, it's probably somewhere on my computer now, like all the mock-ups and things that I made. I would, things were really good, but I was scared. I was scared of putting myself out there as anything else but what people have already always known. I, I never really truly cared about what people have thought about me personally, but I mean, perception is what it is. Yep. So when you open up a different part of yourself that a lot of people don't know, um, like I said, it's a different type of vulnerability. Yep. And with, with this art thing, it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll do something and I'll look online and I'll see something that just blows my mind. I'm like, oh, no, I gotta start, <laughs> with, I gotta do something else. Like this, this is, but at the end of the day, it's not, I, I'm not into this for competition reasons. I'm into it for expression. Hopefully every, every once in a while I post something, I can give somebody some uh, a smile or some sense of nostalgia because that's that's the big thing that I do. Um, it's, it's, I just draw stuff that I like. If I I might hear a song, yeah, like I, I was listening to a Shaka Khan song uh, the other night, and I'm like, man, I love this song. I love her voice. I want to draw her, <laughs> and, and I had been thinking about it, and that's kind of how ideas come to my mind. I might see somebody do something online. I'm like, okay, that takes me back. To this moment, I would like to you know recreate that uh, representation. I'm like, this week I've been going crazy with this. Uh, I've done like two sketch movie series, like two of my favorite movies. I've done a, um, I did a Friday movie Friday yesterday yeah. with Ice Cube. <laughs> I did like six, six. I did six uh, charcoal and uh, number two pencil sketches with that. And then, then uh, I did some painting for, for Do the Right Thing. And those have really been uh, getting really good perception as far as DMing, like, can I get this? Can I get that? Not, like I said, I haven't even completed my new store yet. So like it, that vulnerability and just not really caring as much. Yep. And it's not necessarily, you know, this art thing is not about being the best. Like sports is, you, you can kind of be the best, but it's still subjective and art. I've seen some of the simplest, simplest, simplest like uh, artwork. They probably my, my my children. They love to draw. That's they're probably the reason why I'm as passionate as it now because I know they they've been drawn since they were like they're they're probably. I'm pretty sure they'll be better than I will be <laughs> because like I said, they're, but they're, you're they're, giving them that platform. Like you're showing yeah. them. Like that's what's cool. Just a quick break, a reminder to stop by Kevin's site on Instagram at KVN underscore K-R-E-A-T-I-V. Also a reminder to listen to the other podcasts we have on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich podcast. You can follow us on all of our social media platforms or check out our websites. Now back to Kevin. That's what one of the things I was going to ask you is, you know, like through your experiences as as being, you know, an athlete and being, you know, like working as a, as a trainer or with Verizon, like, have you ever thought about 
like teaching, not that you have to like do it like literally in, you know, in an education environment, like, you know, a school or whatever, but have you ever thought about that? Because I, I like, you have like a really good energy about you, like that I think you would be a good, maybe mentor teacher. Like, is that something you ever considered? I mean, I've done some in the past. I mean, honestly, for the past year, I have been a teacher. Oh, cool. Homeschool, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Yep. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, I, actually, in a few weeks, I'm actually going to um, assist uh, this program out of Prince George's County. They're helping out with students as far as mentoring. Yeah. We're going to do some Zoom groups. Um, I'm actually going to host a, a title. It's called One Year After COVID, you know? And, you know, it's basically that conversation can go anywhere. I'm talking to ninth through 12th graders about, obviously, you know, the effects that this year has had on them. Yep. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that, I mean, nobody really thinks honestly about what the kids are really going through right now. They think, okay, they don't have to go to school, things like that. I'm thinking like my godson, he is 15 years old, the athlete. Their seasons are like destroyed right now. I, yep. can't, I can't imagine like last year, suppose I was a junior or a senior, like, your life is, and you could be really good, but your life. Oh, I was, good. I was teaching, teaching VCU students. And then all of yeah. a sudden, you know, like the NCAA tournament just ended, you know, yeah. everything just ended. And like, I agree like that. I mean, it sucks for everybody, but uh, you know, a, a very impressionable kids that are athletes to have season ripped from them. It, yeah. the, and that's their life. And it's. And essentially we still don't know how you catch COVID. Nope. <laughs> I know. You still, you still don't know how to catch it. It's. Know? It's, it, we're, it is like, it's crazy time. Like, that's why I, I promote well with the business and, and what I do in, in the classes and stuff, really promoting exercise and mental and physical, like the, the creative aspect being the mental stuff, because it's good for our mental health. It's good for our yeah. mental wellness. And, you yeah. know, because we're all dealing with this isolation and, everything and just like if you sit down for 20 minutes like you were talking about earlier like bringing everything down it just it calms the brain down and it, it's it's never been more important i think yeah but because the crazy thing about it now i even felt like this too so i'm not even call it crazy some people are actually getting comfortable wearing the mask because it's 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 it's, it's a source of anonymity you know like you don't know who this person is like and every once in a while like it cool like wow like as an athlete back in the day wearing a mask, probably be cool because <laughs> nobody would really know who you are, you know, for, but, uh, or you can just dress like a bum and go to 7-Eleven with a mask on and nobody would think twice, like, okay, he's just, you know, whatever. I don't even know, you know, things like that. But some people are actually getting comfortable wearing a mask and I'm like, that might be a, 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 a you know, a dangerous place to be in. If, you know, suppose the, the mask mandate is lifted and people still want to wear them. You can't make somebody take the mask off because, you know, obviously the fear of they, this has been going on for a year. A lot of people are not going to know like, okay, just because they say it's over, doesn't mean it's over. I'm still going to wear my mask and so forth. So it's a, it's a lot of things that go into it. So yeah, like you said, everybody's dealing with it in their own type of way. But like I said, my children, they're definitely, like I said, they've been drawn, they're big into Thomas the Train and Sonic the Hedgehog. So they've been drawing them since three, four years old and like just repetition, repetition, repetition. And I feel like, okay, I've done a lot of, you know, what I wanted to do in my life. And I still, I'm going to continue to do that. But my job, I feel like as their father, I would need to be a good example, but I want to help keep their dream alive. Whatever their dream is, uh, you know, being a kid and being an adult, like it shouldn't be that much of a, of a difference as far as being happy, you know? 
A hundred percent. That's why I always think it's so interesting to me that every, every kid, like as kids, we all sat around with crayons or whatever, you know, we're all creative and just like, well, you know, we just do whatever we want. And then for some reason we stop. And it, I mean, I know my children, I mean, I have to, you know, me and their mother as well. We have to force them off of the video games. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, of course I played video games. I'm not even going to be, uh, you know, uh, guy on the porch, old guy on the porch, but um, I, I played video games, but now I think it's, it's becoming a little bit, I think it's, it's it's more than it was in the past. So now we're, we're, we're as, as humans anymore, we're attached to the, to the, the computers and the phones just more than, more than ever. And, yeah, like, and yeah. it's thinking what well, thinking a, a two year old at my age, we were learning our first words, you know, walking, you know, getting in trouble. These kids are putting in passwords for yeah. iPad. Downloading apps. My kid just spent a thousand dollars the other day on on his on his Nintendo Switch. His, his mother called me like, "What? Like you need to you need to check these charges." This <laughs> I'm like, "What?" And, and I looked at it. I'm like, "What are you thinking? Like that's that's not gonna make you better." So that Switch is gone. Oh it's man, gone. man, wow! Like, like like I thought he was a psychopath. Like you have to be a psychopath if you're sitting in the same room as your mother. And you're just downloading. <laughs> you're smiling. You're eating the food, and you're just downloading, downloading, and you're spending that. You spend a thousand dollars in like oh, four, five days. Four, five days. Wow. Just buying nothing, nothing, nothing to show for it. So like, nah. I told him the other day, switch is done. Get your sketch pad out, and first you're gonna drop. First you're gonna make a card for your mom to tell you you apologize, um, and then, uh, like I said. You want to do this? You want to create your YouTube channels and this, that, and the other. Nine years old, you want a YouTube channel? <laughs> no, I'm, I not know. Mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad because they're thinking ahead. Like I wouldn't think about a YouTube channel. I would think about playing sports. Yep. But their kids, like I said, they're they're 14, 15, 16 year old kids who are making 10, 20, 30 thousand dollars a month. It's crazy. By creating content and just knowing how to work the internet, selling. Yep. Like like I said, a lot of people. Like I said, um, this is in general. Like I, I. You know, you, you watch YouTube and, you know, those ads come up. Oh, yeah. I can show you how to make a million dollars, this, that, and the other. And then I seen one other day about a, it's an art guy. He's teaching artists how to sell their paintings online and this, that, and the other. And then you go to some of these sites and some of them are just like this generic designs that people pulled off the internet and they just put them on a canvas and sell them. But if you market it the right way, yep. you're going to make money. And I'm not mad at that at all. But I, I the more and more that I, you know, like the art community on Instagram is huge, but it's still niche yep. because you know, I go and look at these big art pages and, you know, I have, I follow probably maybe on my main page, maybe 900 friends and things like what well, around that number. I don't know how many now, but none of my friends really follow any of these great, great, great art pictures. So it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of a hidden thing, but I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, of course I want my art to be seen. I'm not trying to be the best or anything like that. I want to do things that I like, and I hope, hopefully, like I said, a few people will like what I do. Dude, I, you, you're, you're, you're diminishing your painting. Like you're, you're a, a really good painter. I actually, one of the things I find really, you've like a really great sense of color. Like I'm gonna tell you why. I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get back to that in a second. That's, okay. very, that, that's probably one of the most important things about the, the, the why I do the, the way that I do. 
Because right. my colors are wild for the most part. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, me, the first artist you learn about in elementary school, me, was probably Andy Warhol. Yep. You know, yep. pop art. Yep. Pop art. I, I was so fantasized. Like, how? I'm, I'm thinking of the time that he was doing it. And I'm like, this is a long time ago. He just wasn't printing this stuff from a computer. Like, he was really actually. Because yep. it look, it looks, a lot of it looks computer generated. If you yep. if you kind of look back, like, I can do this on the computer like that. Yeah, now but, you can. Yep, exactly. But he's, you know, he's actually doing this, you know, manually with his hands. And a big thing with me as far as I mentioned my coloring. My colors are, unless, unless I'm doing a special commission piece where people request this color to be that color, that's the only way I'll do it. Otherwise, I do everything my own color, how I see it, because me, I'm colorblind. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can see in color. Yeah. I can see in color, but certain colors, like certain reds, right. greens, browns, they blend in. Certain greens as well, they blend in. Blues, purples. You know, some of those shades actually blend in. So it's kind of hard for me to kind of decipher, uh, you know, the difference between some when I'm doing it. So when I'm painting sometimes, um, I use whatever. I'm Obviously, what I'm trying to, whatever I'm trying to recreate, you, you see what it is, but the colors might be a little different. And, and that's that, just what, that makes you an artist. I mean, exactly, you know. That, that, that's my choice. Exactly. It's my choice. A lot of my, like when I do portraits, oh, a thing that I do, I like to put, like orange under yep. the eyes, it's like a signature thing that I do. It's just like it's just something different, something like like my colors. Like I say, unless you unless you're requesting something specific, I'll use the colors that you want. But when I'm doing my way, I use any color possible. But yeah, you, you commissions can, are hard because you just never you can never get it the way that the person wants it, and it's just like and you just feel like ah eh, well, I, just let me just do my thing. <laughs> You know, oh, any, anytime I anytime I do a commission, I'll do the I'll do like like before I get to that, I, I, like like I said, being and I'm kind of new into this art world online. I see I don't know if there's not necessarily like a kind of like beef, but I see there's a difference between the traditional artists with you know paint, charcoals, things like that, and I see the digital yep. the digital artists, and it's like I don't know if there's any kind of like or you're not really doing it or you know. I, I don't know if there's really because I, I've seen some digital artists who actually have these programs on the computer where you can actually physically see them drawing yep. on on like you know on a pad or a screen or anything like that. And I really think like okay, that's that's still drawing. Yep. But then there's some people who you know you know buy paper. The traditionalist, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're I, I they're always they're, yeah. Anything, any you know like anytime something's new, some the old school people are going to piss on it just because a little bit, not, I mean, there's definitely, especially within academia, there's that, that kind of mentality sometimes that, you know, you need to learn how to, and it's like, no. Like, but I, but I, yeah, I thought about that and I had to break it down myself. I'm like, honestly, it's no different from any other type of art, music, People rarely use live instruments now. Everybody's samples are using beat machines and things like that. And the sound, the quality of sound is, is you know, pretty, pretty, pretty much the same. I mean, you can't obviously replace live instrumentation, but in a sense, like today, there's really not too much of it, but the music is not necessarily, I mean, obviously I'm an old music lover, so I'm not going to say it's as good as it is <laughs> right. before right. I was born. Right. But um, like I say, it's, 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 it's evolution. It's, it's, it's room for both. But so me... I need I to know who 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 do you like? Like that's funny. I always love to know who who you listen to. Like you said, you like some old school stuff. Oh, uh, I, I think mean, I read you like you love Jay Z, right? I mean, Jay Z, yeah. I mean, he's he's the best rapper alive. Yeah. But um, 
as far as old music, um, Shaka Khan. Yeah. I mean, I, I got create playlists all the time. Nice, nice. I, playlist stuff. I mean, I can go anywhere. I can go from Shaka Khan to Frank Ocean. Right. I can go to Shaka Khan to, to Tyler, the creator. Yep. I can go anywhere. Just My music, whatever it has to do, it has to make me feel good. It doesn't have to be loud, but I just like feel good music. Do you so listen to music loud. while you paint? Oh, all the, I have. Well, I just turned it off now, but I had music playing in the house. I'd say yesterday, I got up around ten. I didn't turn my music off until twelve a.m. last night. Like <laughs> it goes all day long, yep. all day. Have my speaker plugged up, my computer, and I'm sitting somewhere in my sectional, and I'm kind of mapping things out what I want to do today, and so forth. So, yeah. Do you um? when we get out of this COVID world, uh, I mean, is it goal to have like an exhibition of your artwork in a, in a gallery? Like, are you working um, towards that or? Oh, oh, so in the next month or so, I, I'll say in the next, I say, I say three months. Yeah. Um, I actually want to get a small studio, nice. a small studio that I can just like, just work out of and kind of yep. store, like most of the time, everything's in storage. Like I don't, I don't like keeping things around once they're done. I upload them to the computer and then I, I, I put them in a storage unit or I send them off to get treated so that, you know, they're preserved and so forth. Um, I'm thinking I want to get like a small, I, I found a place in Baltimore. It's it's a great, great, great location. The art, the, the actual owner of the building, he's, he, he only leases his, his spaces out to artists. Yep. <laughs> it's like, he, he yeah, goes, we have one of those places here in, in yeah. Richmond. Yeah. So he, uh, he only leases out the artists. So I'm thinking about, okay, making that move to kind of uh you know take a look take a little more serious you know um obviously with that this, this uh studio it has so much in it. it has obviously space for art it has a uh the booth for a recording studio if somebody wants to come in and record obviously i'm not going to supply the equipment but <laughs> if you want to rent the space you can do so but it's, it's it's a lot of uh it's a lot of opportunity out there. but yeah definitely i would love to see my work shown one day you know definitely um i have some stuff that like it's, it's I, I put so much work. This is painting that I've been working on since I'd say October, October. And um, like I, I saw a lady on Instagram and I was like, she has some really nice pictures. I'm like, I want to do a pro. I'm thinking about doing a project, of, you know, women, just different women, shade, all shades of colors, um, nationalities and so forth. And I saw one of her pictures and I'm like, would you let me recreate this for this project that I'm doing? And she said, of course, of course. And you know, I was just trying to get the perfect, perfect, perfect uh, representation of how I saw this picture. And this is going on, like I said, since probably October, November. And then finally, at the beginning of this month, I found the perfect picture that of her that I wanted to kind of recreate. So I've been working on this one painting for almost three, four months. And then within a matter of a week, I scrapped it. And <laughs> right. Like, like so much, like so much time, it's just like, oh my God, like I waste. And then I finally found one that's completely different. I'm like, okay, this is the one. And I knocked that out like immediately because this other one just kind of confusing me because big thing is like foreground and background. Like background, right. you don't know. All the time, you can go various ways in the background. You can do paint splat in the background. You can actually have some kind of scenery in the background. Like it's, it's all about interpretation. But I finally found the right one. And it, I, I showed it to her the other day. And it, it made me feel good. I haven't released it. I probably will. So, I mean, this is going to, this is going to film, uh, this is going to uh, show later. So by this time, this is out, it'll, it'll be out there. And then I did another one of my children 
and a mother, it, it's it's something like I said, it's something that I think will be uh, it's, it's going to be a big, big deal because I put a lot into them, but I'm taking taking my time as well. But like I said, that's vulnerability, vulnerability, something that you put your passion into. And if it doesn't get the reception that you want, I'm not really worried about this part, though, because these two mean a lot to me. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely a. Is that, yeah, as far as getting my artwork out there, galleries, all that, like, yeah, of course. My biggest thing is now I, like, I, 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 uh, I do small, I do canvas. The biggest art piece I've done so far has probably been 24 by 36, okay. as far as canvas. Now, you know, I want to kind of, like, I get this new place. I want to start doing murals and things like that, like, really, really, really trying to take it to the next level. Because in the art gallery, you, you come in there with a 24 by 36 piece. You get swallowed up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You have to do a whole wall of uh, those exact same pictures. So, yeah, I'm just trying to work on going up to, to bigger, bigger, bigger canvases and spaces now. Yeah. No, and that's it, it, I, that's one of the things I always talk to students about. And I actually I realize in, when I make work is when you play around with scale, like you just see things differently. You, that's one of the, it's interesting. Cause it's, you mentioned that earlier that, that, um, teachers like showed you how to see. Yeah. And so like this, this to me is another way of seeing and it, and it's, it's breaking down the crosshair yep. and proportions and things like that. Like it's, as far as like, uh, playing sports, playing cornerback, you gotta be the re splits and yep. depth and things like that. Like it's, it's, you know, pre-snap reading it's the exact same thing with drawing yep that's again like that's that's such a beautiful connection i talk about that shit all the time like those connections those literal kind of connections about art and sports and how they play in your head and how you're like thinking and composing and and because that's what being being a football player was about like i can still remember like you know when when you're a quarterback like reading like defense not that we were like you know like this is old school. Like there, it wasn't like it is today, like, you know, reading defenses and, and stuff like that, but it's still like, you need to like figure out what's going on. And, and, and that, like that goes into how you think about paintings or something. And yeah. I love that shit. Like, cause that's just interesting to think about to me. I mean, <laughs> no, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, so what I know, I know you said, uh, you didn't really know too much about art going into college. What really got your passion in, as far as art? I was always doing it. I mean, I okay. was always like, but I just never, it just never occurred to me that I could do it. And then when I quit school, I joined a band, like I became a singer. So I was doing creative things and it was literally my mother that said, why don't you go back to school for art? And it yeah. was, and it sounds so stupid, but it was just like, huh? Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> you know, it's just, I definitely wish I would have somehow uh, double majored with art or at least taken more art class, maybe a minor if I could have. I mean, have you ever thought I... about going back to school? Um, like, no. No. <laughs> Done. And that's not because of the bad thing. It's because no. I would say, like I said, that September 15th, when I kind of walked away from yep. that part, I would say probably this three years of my life, I've learned and unlearned pretty much everything that I've needed to know, like as far as my, my entire life, my entire education, like not only is it important to continue learning, but you have to do the job. If you are learning, you're going to learn some of the stuff that you've been taught. It's not true. <laughs> you have to unlearn that stuff too. So as far as self-education, that that's the most important thing to me. Obviously, 
my kids, they're going to they're, they're going to go through the formal uh, <laughs> education process. I mean, college. I love college. College was like I said, I feel like if you can, it's something that every staying on campus like yeah. it's, it's something that because that's that's pretty much I ain't gonna say it's the last. It's beautiful fun, but <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> but as far as, as far as before real responsibility comes, like that's definitely you know after college is kind of live it up. Yep. You learn about yourself, but now it's like being that I've kind of been there. Like I feel like a, a time traveler. Like I feel like there's so much information that I can give to younger people, and it can make their lives that much easier because, like I said, I've been there. I went through this, that, and the other. You don't have to. There's certain stuff that you need to go to. Through as far as just being a just growing as an adult, um, you're gonna get you your, your scabs and your bruises, but certain things, certain short, not necessarily shortcuts, but just certain mistakes that you don't have to make. Yep. You simply listen to elders, um, in a, a good elder, not just you know, some <laughs> not just some rando. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Who, who like some people that it's it's this is a question I always like to ask, just because I think it's it's kind of fascinating. But who are like men, not mentors, but um people that inspire you like, and it can be like from the athletic world. It could be from the military world since, you know, you're from a military family. It could be from, you know, like you mentioned Andy Warhol, like that sounds like that work inspired you in some ways to like think, think differently. Yeah. Because you know, I get, with as far as the artists, like, you know, you learn about the Leonardo's and the Michelangelo's and things like that, but that the, the art didn't as a as a four or five year not necessarily four or five four or fifth grade kid you're not really understanding yeah. those concepts but you get this bright like like I said it's pop art it's popping out at you the name is perfect um as far as motivation um um I'm gonna I'm not gonna sit there and say any one I mean obviously my family my my mother. Um, my children, my sister, my children's mother, um, you know, everybody who has in some point in time in their life showed me some sense of love. I feel like I owe them that back and respect. And like, and that's just about simply being the best that I can be in whatever that I'm doing. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, like, okay, like, of course you idolize certain athletes like Deion Sanders, Charles Woodson. Those are my favorite cornerbacks. Um, to this day, I still- you had to I choose would, a Michigan guy, didn't you? God, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it's my Ohio State self coming out here. I got Chris Gamble. There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking I love, about. I love Chris Gamble. Chris Gamble. Um, he wore two in college. Like Deion Sanders, Charles Wilson, wore two in college. I wore two in college. Uh, my like my, to this day, my email address has two twenty four twenty one in it, just because like those guys were special to me. Um, obviously Michael Jordan, um, the, the greatest basketball player ever, possibly one of the greatest. All around those freak athletes, um, play professional baseball and basketball, Bo Jackson, things like that. Um, me, I, I'm a big multi-sport guy. I feel like me personally, I think basketball players are great athletes. They are. I think football players are the best athletes. <laughs> Why? I mean, no, I'm not even gonna say that. I think a football player who can play basketball is the best athlete. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, like I guess I like big a lot of uh, multi-sport guys and just people who try to do it the right way. Um, like I said, everybody is going to go through their 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 trials and tribulations as a human. So my job is to not judge them on the way, but to see how they got through it and so forth. And like I said, it's not a waste of my talent. Like I I feel like I'm a big, I feel like I'm I'm arrogantly optimistic about everything. I like, like, I like that. 
<laughs> like I, I just, I'm arrogantly optimistic about anything. Like I just, I'm just always, of course, everybody has some sense of, you know, you're going to get down and be negative sometimes about whatever, but no matter what, I'm just, there's always a sense of, op- even if it's not showing my face, I'm just always optimistic about tomorrow because I know it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Um, and, um, I'm the same way. Like I'm, I am eternally optimistic. Like yeah. even through all this shit that we've been going through, it's just like, you know, like it's, it is, it's going to get better where like there's better things coming. And to be honest with you in the last year, like I, I feel like I've grown a ton and like, I, I'm excited about like what we've been doing as a business and, and what, what the future holds. And I'm excited about my artwork and, you know, so it's weird. Just like when people ask me how I'm doing, I'm always like, I'm doing awesome. And you know, it just sounds weird in these times to say that. Exactly. And, and that, that goes back to, like I said, when I, that day that I left Verizon, I've been working from home ever since. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. you know, we can't go anywhere. We can't do that. Like I have the best time in the house a lot of times by myself yep. when doing absolutely nothing. That's, that's, that's my favorite pastime doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, um, you're like, you're, you're being creative. Like that's, yeah. that's also like, I think when, when people finally get back into that creative spirit and just like understanding what it does for our, I keep saying our, you know, our mental wellness, but it, it just, the, it, it, it's just good for us. Like it's like, I, like, I like really truly feel like I'm, I'm happy, which sounds just corny as shit, but it's true. Like, I mean, like I I get to make art and, and everybody can do that. Like, it's not that difficult. Just sit down and do it and, and watch how it changes your personality. And and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Because it is really, I mean, like I said, a lot a lot of people don't do art because they don't think they're good at it. But yep. if you are like if you simply sit, you go and you tape up a wall and you paint it one color, it's still art. Yep. You're still gonna you're still gonna focus making sure that everything is smooth and yep. this that nothing. It's still art. You're going into the kitchen to cook. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. That's, that's that's really my. How, I got some how, I got some soup on the stove right now that I've been like heating up all day. <laughs> man, that that's kind of that, that's. Honestly, that's probably a very, very, very important part of my artistic journey too. Um, just, just in general, um, once I finished playing football, like I became accustomed to, uh, I wanted to prepare all the meals for my family. Why? Because it, is, it, it feels good, and I can always eat what I want if I'm making the food. And nobody, yes. and <laughs> nobody could bother, <laughs> and nobody could bother me in the kitchen as well. Yep. So I control what we're eating. Nobody can bother me. Have my music playing, but you can also get creative. Like, you know, a lot of people, okay, you look at the recipe. It's no different from art. You look at the recipe. Okay, I got this. I got that. Mm, I don't have this. Improvisate. I got to improv. Yep. Improvise. Absolutely. Paint. Like this weekend, like with the snowstorm, I didn't have too much, too many supplies. So, you know what? I did. I broke out the number two pencil and a little bit of charcoal that I had left over. And that's what I've been doing this weekend until I go back to the store. It's about improvisation. You go to the kitchen. You make a delicious dish. Not only do you want it to taste good, presentation is important as well. So you're going to make sure that you put love into it <laughs> to make sure that that plate looks good. And it's really no different from art. You know, no different from art. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's, it's, I always say chefs don't get enough credit for being creative, you know. Because I love to cook. I think I'm a pretty good cook. But yep. like I said, I make a dish. I put it on the plate, take a picture of it. Okay, cool. And I go and look at a professional a professional chef's plate that he prepared 
and the garnishes and the drizzle. And I'm like, okay, see, that is art. Yep. Presentation, everything's about presentation. Yep. You go outside and you you throw on a nice outfit. What are you trying to do? You're being, a, you're essentially modeling for yourself, honestly. Yeah. But it's art, it's art, it's art. Everything, everything. I was, art is not just about painting and drawing. Like I say, it's, it's really very subjective, you know? Well, objective, honestly. Well, subjective and objective, honestly. So yep. it's only a matter of opinion. Um, I was getting this something. What was it? Um, geez, 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 I can't remember what it was. It was going to come back. <laughs> do you still watch? I mean, do you still watch? Like you said, you played basketball growing up, and you also ran track, right? Mm-hmm. Um, All American in track. Did you? Do you? I mean, and obviously you played football. But do you still? Like, are you really still into watching sports and stuff? Uh, not, not so much. Football, football. I mean, only thing I didn't really watch this year was college. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get into college that much this year because my Turks, their schedule was all tore up. I'm like, I watched nah. everything until the championship game, and I don't think that that game has been played yet. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when that oh, gets yeah. played, I'll watch it. I'm sure. But um, on Sunday, I have my TV on. I have my two laptops. I have one laptop on Red Zone. Nice. I have another. I have another laptop on whatever game, other game that I want to see this online, and I have one of the main local games on TV. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still really big into sports. It's, it's obviously, I don't have a favorite team or anything like that, but I, I appreciate just good football, yep. good, good competition. I mean, obviously there's certain players. So I like, you know, I like certain players, I like teams to do it the right way. I don't really believe in buying championships, but there's no, I guess there's no really no such thing as buying a championship because everybody's spending some type of money, but you know, there's, there's certain teams who have bigger payrolls than others. Yeah. Um, but I just like, the competition and just being that I've always been a cerebral kind of person. Like I like, like people thinking that I'm crazy sometimes. Like, why are you not coaching or things like that? Because, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching like, okay, boom, uh, I can call a playoff. I'll call out numerous plays and people like, Tony Romo does like, no, yeah. Cause Tony Romo played football for a long time. He's a quarterback. Quarterback should be able to do that because they see everything. They have to. Yep. They're in the office for 12 hours a day, yep. you know, sometimes more. Um, like I said, breaking down every single aspect. But um, yeah, that's like it. I have sports, big sport. Like I said, I was up till probably 12:30 last night watching uh basketball. Like I watch watch all sorts of sports. Yeah. Thank and I mean I'm I tell you what that was the worst part about COVID for me is like the end of sports for a while. It's like because that's literally the only thing I watch on television. Yeah. Is, you know and 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 anything like I can I I can watch anything, but man, just to have nothing there for a while, it's just you realize how big sports is in society and how kind of meaningful it is to people's existence in in some ways but a lot of times like athletes you know stop watching um like especially the sport they played just because it's i don't want to say it's hard but it you know like i definitely stopped watching baseball for a little while just because i got itchy like for lack of a better way to say it it's like god i need i I should be out there yeah See, yeah, me, I don't play anymore. Yep. I don't play. I think I, since I've retired, I've played one flag football game. <laughs> I was a ringer for a game. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. Um, they tried to get me to play last year, and I'm like, ah, I, I just, yep. not, not yep. that I can't physically do it. I'll go out and play. I played in a whole basketball tournament last summer. Yep. But football, nah. I'm nah. Done. <laughs> Done. I did my thing. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I consider it, like, like I said, to help kids and things like that, but – yeah, and that's what I like. I, it goes back to that question about teaching, but like 
coaching as well, like, which, you know, it's very much the, the same kind of thing. Although I always say that coaches, coaches, the, what I like about coaching and how I actually try to teach like this is coaches deal with individuals, teachers deal with groups for the most part. Like that's being obviously broad brushstroke, but I always try to deal with an individual, especially for an artist, because we're all individuals, how we do, like the way you see something is completely different than how I'll see that exact same thing. I mean, you know, one aspect is you're colorblind, you know, it's like, so it's like, it's cool. Like for me to like, look at your work now with that understanding, like, Oh, that is so fascinating to me. Like how you see things and how you're projecting. Um, Yeah. Like I said, like colorblindness, like people, there's some people who can't see color at all. I'm blessed enough to be able to see color and full color is just a certain colors blending with um but as far as coaching i mean i i I, like i would be a really good coach because i feel like i'm smart um my biggest thing is one thing about the smart i'd rather be the smartest person in the room than act like the smartest person in the room you know like and i'm not (laughs) no 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 i think that that's a great way to say it because there's too many people that try to act like the smart and they're always those arrogant assholes that come off that way. And it's just like the people that I always respect are the ones that, uh, you know, that guy's smart or that girl's smart over there, but they don't act like it. They're just any and everything. I research, I Google, I'll duck that go it. I'll get down to the bottom of whatever question I have until I get the answer that I need. So yeah, it's an important thing to me. Like I said, knowing ahead of time, as far as coaching, I thought about it, but I'm like, I've been so spoiled in my athletic career. That I don't know if I could, I mean, of course, I could start off in high school and this, that, and the other, but I would never, ever, I ain't gonna say ever, never, never, ever. <laughs> if I were to coach, I feel like the only college I would want to coach would be my alma mater. Like, and that's just, that's just, and being with that, it's like, I don't know if I would coach because I don't know necessarily if I would get right, get in right away. Because yep. there's a lot of other alumni who are trying to get, you know, coach positions who are more qualified and so forth. And I think this, like, I don't know, like, Sometimes I don't think I would live vicariously through the kids, but I just think that sometimes like it might be hard to explain, you know, but I mean, I remember how it was explained to me as a kid. I don't think I'll be as vulgar because right. I don't think you can. I don't, <laughs> you can't anymore. I don't think so. I've heard some crazy, 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 crazy things in my life. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, being I was a little sport in my athletic career, unless I could do everything at home, like from my high school up to my college. I don't think I would want to. I mean, of course, once my kids decide they want to get to sports, yeah, of course, they're number one priority, yep. you know, when they're ready. But um, like I said, uh, yeah, unless, unless it's uh, my old stomping grounds, I don't think I could coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I, you know, I, I'm thank you, like, for doing this. Uh, and, and like, I really, for me, um, the cool part is, like, I imagine – a collaboration working with you like in the future, because again, a, this is easy, like this conversation, but I also, I did like, you know, I've said this to you earlier. Like, I think you're just a damn good painter. Um, and you know, like when we do get back to normal, would love to like have work that we can show of yours, um, out in the world. And, and, you know, I, I don't know the better way to say it, <laughs> but I appreciate it. There's one question I have to ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being that you've been an artist for so long, yep. Do you think that you have created one masterpiece, like something that you like? There's this is a masterpiece. No, are you still, are you still searching. Are you still? Are, do you? Yeah, because I do you like try to achieve that type of a like 
No, I, I don't like, it's actually, I, and this is something I actually try to instill in students and actually other people I talk to, not, not that I'm better or whatever. Like I just always go into stuff thinking that everything I'm doing is a sketch Mm -hmm. because then it it all, it kind of takes that pressure off of that masterpiece idea. I mean, there's certain pieces that I like more than others for sure. Um, but I don't, um, I don't even know what that means. Like, you know, and and, and that was kind of a trick question because a masterpiece is subjective. Right. No, it's just like, you know, like the Mona Lisa, you know, the, the Mona Lisa, obviously it's like its own brand. It's right. And I, you know, I've seen the Mona Lisa in person, like it's that big. I mean, it's a nice painting, but it's, it's just, it's, it's taken on a life of its own. I, I don't know. Like, is it a masterpiece? It was done by a master, I guess. And I don't know. Like it's, it's weird. I, I just always think I'm, I'm more interested and this goes to the sports thing. I'm more interested in the process than I am about the piece. Like gotcha. for me, making a painting is the process of making it is where I get the joy. And again, like I, I like I said, I like other, you know, some pieces more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm always about talking to people about failure because, and I, and it's not a, I don't think failure is a bad thing because I think that's how you learn. And I compare it to baseball because baseball inherently is a failure based sport. Like if you succeed 30% of the time in baseball, like you're a badass. and yeah, yeah and, yeah. and, and I think, I think art's the same way. And I don't think that's a bad thing because that exploration of, of work is that's the fun part. You know, when you're done, you're done. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Yeah, like when I'm done, like I finished everything yesterday. I'm like, oh. yeah. All right. No, I'm and I had, a, I had a, I had a, an art history teacher at Virginia Commonwealth here. Tell me something that I've always kind of believed. And this is, this is like a true, like art historian, like big time person. And he said, you know, make, just make the work and let the art historians figure out what you did. Yeah. I mean, and I think that just, like I said, the world is, I mean, it's, it's, no, it's no bigger than it was before, but, you know, everybody's more um, interconnected yep. via internet. So as a, like, if the Mona Lisa came out today, it probably wouldn't, you know, no. first of all, it would have yeah. tore it up in the comments yeah. for whatever reason. Yep. <laughs> it would have found something bad about it in the comments, but yeah, it's like I said, masterpiece subjective. I was just wondering that because I know there's no such thing as a, a masterpiece unless, you know. Somebody it's, says it's, it. <laughs> exactly. And then yep. the person might not. So, um, yeah, I was just wondering. No, I dude, I like, again, I, I, I just hold that theory of just make the work and let the, the, basically the other people figure out what you did. And, gotcha. and, and I, I think your path is like really trajectory wise. Like I, I, again, I just think you're a fantastic painter. Like I really love how you put down paint. And I, you know, like I said to you earlier, like, I think you're, um, your color is just really, really interesting. Um, and I think, you know, again, like for me, a lot of the, the, you know, like the people that I have on here and I, I talk about inspiration and, and I think what you do is inspiring. Like I said that to Aaron, you know, and, and I think, you know, because again, like you reached the pinnacle of what you wanted to do, like you became a professional football player and now like you're a fantastic artist which you can do the rest of your life like that's the thing about art like you know football's sports is fleeting like i mean i exercise every day but i'm you know like so what but i mean it's good for me but it's like but art you can do the rest of your life and it's just that that exploration of what you're doing the rest of your life is that's the cool part 
yeah, like I said, it's a skill that you'll you'll never lose. Yep. And you can't get rusty. You can't get rusty. It does take a lot of work. Yep. I actually this book right here. This I don't know if you see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I got it for $8.98. Yep. And like I said, I've been through this book probably three or four times, just doing everything. And like I said, it is repetition like anything yep. else. Yeah, uh, like I said, anybody, like I said, you, you might not be uh, a deemed, uh, like you said, master of, of art, so to say, but with repetition, 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 repetition. It's exercise. Be- it's, 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 it's mental and physical. Yep, absolutely. And and so, like, I'm just excited, like, you know, A, excited about, you know, being able to work with you in the future. Um and, um, just excited. I, you know, like every time I see a you know, new post of yours, it's like, oh, that's, a, that's like really love that, what, what you're doing. And so like, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like you kind of, like I said, now I'm just, whatever comes to my mind now. And I think I'm, I'm just going to continue doing this. Whatever I like is what I'm going to continue to do as you should like yep. express myself. But you know, like sometimes you want, you want to get pigeonholed to certain groups and this and other. And like, like I said, the whole digital and traditional thing, like, I've like I've been working like using when I do my mock-ups for the commissions, I I'll do a digital digital yeah, mock-up. Yeah. And then if you like how everything's placed around, then I'll go back and repaint it. But I mean, now, like I said, with art being such a business now, yep. like the computer thing is like, it's really, really, really like really profitable to a lot of people. And it's like that's kind of like a a crossroads thing. Are you doing it for passion? Are you doing it for money? Yeah. Or are you doing it for both? Yep. But I mean, I think me right now, I think I'm going to focus on the traditional for my, uh, for me. But if somebody wants a, like, oh, a cool idea, the digital thing is, from what I see, it's, it's pretty fast. Yep. You know, really, you can still do a lot of great work with it. It's, it's not easy. It's not, it no. can be, you can be lazy and make it easy. Yep. But you can really actually put in real work into it as well. So, like I say, it's, it's, a, it's an exciting place, exciting time for artists and creators. Yep. Of, of any kind hundred percent hundred percent man um well l- like i said i think this will be out um but thank you again this will be out like i think the 22nd of march um cool. if you have any i always ask this you know like if you have any friends that are musicians um that would want to lend a, a song um if not i'll i usually just compose some stuff like throw some beats okay. down or stuff um but i always like that you know because it makes it a little bit more personal if you do um, um, and, and like I said, I, you know, for me, it's, this was a blast. Like, I look forward to talking to you more in the future, but, um, I, I think it's like us working together in the future is going to be like really cool. And, and, you know, the Montana thing, like, oh, yeah. you know, um, yeah. I just I'm, think I'm, I'm, I'm that, I think I'm the older I get, I'm, I, I want a ranch. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I, want, I want a mile long dirt road to go to my house. I mean, I kind of like when I was born, like I said, like around my neighborhood, there were dirt roads yep. and uh, cornfields and cotton. It was in North Carolina, like yep. it, this, like tobacco fields. It was, yeah, you know, oh yeah, the country. So, like, I don't mind being, like I said, off in the cut a little bit, but I will have a car to get where I need yeah, to get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. off the beaten path enough that it's like out there, but it's, it's like 20 miles from this really cool town called Red Lodge, which yeah. is just like a mountain town. And it's, like I said, it's, it's in all directions. There's an airport within like an hour, hour and a half, yeah. like major airport. So, but yeah, dude, we'll stay in touch. And, um, I always clip out like images from the, from the podcast and like, um, 
like videos for promo stuff that I'll send you stuff. Ooh. And, but thanks man. Like this is, you know, again, like this is just, I just, I, it, for me, it's like really fun to like meet new people that are just like so like-minded and, and just the, the conversation just like interesting as shit and um, just excited what you're doing, man. Like, you know, at the end of the day. You know, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on the platform. I think yep. what you're doing is really great. And I mean, like I said, it has its own specific. Yep. Well, you like I said, dude, like you're 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 gonna be a part of this, like because like you're you you fit right in this space, and um, that again, like you know, I use that word inspiring, but like you're you're a source of inspiration for you know like for people, and and that to to us is like the, that's that's like one of the walls to break down. You know, it's like okay. you know walking into a space with a former pro football player, but then like for people to see like your amazing paintings, like. I always use this phrase, but it gives people permission. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was getting, going to get to. That's the, that's like, like now that I've been like putting this work out, like people who've known me for 20, 25 years, they're like, man, like, I didn't know you could do this. Like, yeah. like, yeah, like, I mean, it's just, I was doing something else at the time and I wasn't, I wasn't this good. Like, yeah. let, me, let me see. I'm actually show you when I think I was looking through this old sketchbook from. Is this from Maryland? Yeah, 2008. Okay. 2008. <laughs> Man, uh, okay, I guess this was an assignment for art class. Like, dude, like, you, know, you know, you do the 3D foot. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't know what this is. Like, we had a bigger <laughs> project. Like, I don't know. What it looks this like is. a plastic bag over a hand, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's art, so it's yeah. interpretation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, that's like, awesome. You still have it. Like, I was working on like a cell portrait yeah. and stop, like, you know, this this is crazy. Like, but yeah, it's it's literally repetition. And then yep. did this did this yesterday. Like oh dude, <laughs> that's beautiful. That's mm -hmm. epic. So are you like, gonna paint that as well? I, I mean, if somebody requests that I paint oh, Okay, but, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know if you'd like worked in that sense where you'd like drew and then you took it to a painting. Sometimes I do, so, yeah. but sometimes like this was just like I said. Yep. I was snowy, snowy weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let me burn some time. And yep. It was Thursday, going into Friday. <laughs> like, hey, people like this uh, uh, Do the Right Thing. I'm kind of yep. not sure, like, what is another great movie that I love that everybody else loves? So, yeah. Okay. I just watched yeah. Friday again the other night. Actually, yeah. God, I say other night, it was like probably three weeks ago, but yeah. it's been a while actually since Same I saw it. You've probably yeah. seen it 20, 30 times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you kidding me? Good Lord. <laughs> Boys in the Hood was actually our go-to movie back in like 1991 or something when we come back from the bars. That was like, we would watch that like religiously every time we came back from the bar. I don't. I believe it. No, there's just certain movies that, you know, yep. Yep. They're, they're always, they'll always have a place. Yep. All right, man. Well, um, like I said, uh, I'll stay in touch. And if, if you can, if you have any music, uh, just, hit me up and if not like i said it's no big deal um real quick my sister's gonna watch this so i have to show one of her, her listen to well you want me to uh, we only do the the audio at this point we oh probably, okay that's cool we well, probably we probably you can say her name <laughs> oh, karima 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 um well we are we'll probably uh start doing a youtube channel at some point in time it's I, I thought you were already going to do it because yeah. that's my that's a different type of monetization that yep. you're missing out on. Yeah, honestly, everything that you have now you could still upload to YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. 
So, yep. yeah, you Except the first, like we, the, uh, the irony is like we started the podcasts initially that I wanted to do everything in person. Mm-hmm. And then of course COVID hit and then like <laughs> that was out the window, but, um, but, but cool, dude. You said you're located down in Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Man, if you're ever down here, like we'll, I'll take you to lunch. Like got some buddies that got some really good restaurants down here. Yeah. One of my best friends and godchildren, they live right down there and Glen Allen. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, Dude, no, I'm a hundred percent. Like I even said that to Aaron too. It's like, if, if you're ever down here, like we'll definitely go grab a bite. Um, and, uh, cause it's only, you know, it's only two hours or something. Um, yeah. So it's I, probably about an hour and a half for me because yeah, yeah. I'm in southern, southern, southern Maryland, St. Mary's. So yeah, I'm, okay, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm not too far at all. Yeah, <laughs> right across the bridge. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then that's easy, like probably now with traffic on 95 isn't as bad as it has been just because of COVID. So, but yeah, dude, like, um, let's just stay in touch and um, and I'll let you know. Like as I said, I think it's gonna be the 22nd um, when this comes out. And, um, and but thanks, man. Like this, like again, like this. is I love this shit. This is like meeting new people and and having like such a, you know, epic, you know, connection. So, cool. All right, man. Be well. Stay well. Be well. Cool. Later. Really had such a great time having Kevin jump on the podcast today. Such a great dude. Just love his energy in everything he's really doing love hearing his stories about his football days and especially how creativity is really uh, his pursuit and how it inspires him daily also just make sure to check out his site on instagram kvn underscore k-r-e-a-t-i-v do not forget to listen to the other podcasts on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors with dr g and dr c You can follow us at theabstractdoctors.com or on social media under The Abstract Doctors and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge podcast. You can follow us on One Man's Ethos on social media or you can check out our website, onemansethos.com. You can also follow Tony on Instagram at Tony Mandridge or on Twitter at Tony underscore Mandridge. And you can always check out his incredible photographs at TonyMandridge.com. Thanks, as always, for listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information, including daily creative training journals and subscription boxes. See you next time when we talk with active duty Marine and designated combat artist C.J. Bauman. Thanks as always, and do not forget to exercise the body, and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.